Alrighty, welcome back to the Future of NFT podcast, the most efficient and realist podcast in the NFT world. I'm your host, Jared. Today's episode is going to be about the current state of non-fungible tokens. I haven't said non-fungible tokens in a while. The current state of NFTs, you know, everything's moving super fast. So basically, this episode, it's going to be everywhere, right? There's a lot of shit going on. Everything's moving fairly quickly. So I'm here to keep you up to date. Let's get straight into it. Alrighty, let's get straight into it. The current state of NFTs, everything is crashing. NFTs were a fad. The NFT bubble has bursted. We're done. I'm I'm choking. I'm choking. The NFT haters were like, huh? what? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Uh, this shit's not going to go away. But anyway, we've got a lot of shit to cover. Uh, so let's get straight into it. Yuga Labs, who recently acquired Board Ape Yacht Club, had a massive land drop. So massive that it crashed, quote, crashed Ethereum. And now they're just turning their heads, scratching their heads like, should we just make our own blockchain? Like, um, fuck no. <laughs> um, so anyway, Yuga Labs, right? They had this drop, this land drop. Um, you could purchase it with the Ape coin, right? So Board Ape Yacht Club. You could buy, even if you had a Board Ape or not, right? You could purchase the Ape coin, which then... You could purchase this land drop that Yuga Labs, or basically, let's just call it a Board Ape Yacht Club metaverse, right? That's just what we're going to say. Even though, again, in my opinion, there's not going to be one specific, like just because they have a Board Ape Yacht Club metaverse, that doesn't mean that the masses, right, are going to just be in the Board Ape Yacht Club metaverse and that's going to be the metaverse. No, there's going to be multiple metaverses. This is something I wanted to bring up, I want to think about when I think about metaverse. Because when I think about me playing Xbox 360, right? I would go in there and I'd play GTA, right, as an example. Grand Theft Auto, right? And I would just go play around, you know, jack a car, you know, whatever, whatever. Go rob a bank, whatever, right? So, again, that is a, it, that's a metaverse right there. Like, we, just because I wasn't immersive and I wasn't sitting there punching with my goggles on, like, that doesn't mean it wasn't. Grand Theft Auto, like, all these games, those are metaverses. Every game is its own metaverse, right? It's just something that I've been thinking about. And so I think when people are thinking about their metaverse, they're thinking about it as, like, a second life. No, that, that's not what it is. Um, so for some people, of course, going to the absolute extreme, of course, it's going to be their quote way of life. Right. But again, it just will not be at all for most. Anyway, back to Yuga Labs. So during this drop, right, the price of gas rose to, so imagine you're sitting there as a board API club owner, just waiting for this drop. You're like, hell yeah, Yuga Labs about to drop, you know, this new board API metaverse, right? And then the fucking you go to sign you go to to buy it and the the <laughs> price of gas is fucking through the roof. Like through the roof, like three grand for 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 gas, right? A gas price. When we know we know normally it's not that. But obviously, again, a lot of people on the network, that shit's gonna go right through, right? But another thing to think about is like a lot of people are really even if they weren't or if they didn't have a board API club. This is their way to get into the Board Ape Yacht Club, um, what do you call it, like, circle, basically, right? Into the Board Ape Yacht Club ecosystem, right? Buying, buying this piece of land, be, buying this piece of land, again, you don't have to own a Board Ape, Board Ape Yacht Club. But, so this is, again, another entry, right, into this world, right, into this little ecosystem, right? So, again, you can imagine that people are buying this land hoping and probably expecting that it's going to 2x 3x 5x 
10x, right? Just like the Board API Club did, right? You know, you, you, again, so this is something that people have on top of their dome, right? It's for sure. They, they, they're keeping this in mind. Not every single person buying is an investor and they're trying to flip immediately. But f- again, guarantee you a handful, for the most part, this is something that definitely people are thinking about is like, yes, like we're, we're going to be able to buy this board ape uh, land or whatever, right? And we're going to be able to flip it or it's going to 10x, right? Because that's what the board API club did, right? So this is going to, right? For sure, this was definitely on top of the dome. So this is actually super interesting. So a former Coinbase engineer pointed out that Yuga Labs did not remove the contract logic for conducting a Dutch auction. Rewind it back a little bit. So again, if you don't know, a Dutch a Dutch auction starts at initial price, right? It starts at initial price, and then it drops by a fixed amount, right? Like periodically, right? And then obviously to like a, a certain level, it doesn't just doesn't go to zero, right? Um, so they said that Yuga Labs did not remove the contract logic for conducting a Dutch auction despite changing the mint to a flat fee sale, leaving this code meant other deeds, which was the land sale, that's what it's called, other deeds, meant other deeds cost more ETH and took up more block space than what was necessary to mint. Okay, so let's wrap it all up. Yuga Labs drops this land sale. Shit goes fucking insane, right? Gas fee. People, literally, <laughs> people lost 15,000 failed transactions, right? $4.4 million lost in this gas fee. Because again, so you say, right, you saw the gas fee and you already own a board, a board API club, right? You're a fucking billionaire already, right? So you're like, this gas fee is $3 billion. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to pay it. So, right, you go and you pay it. And then at the end, you're like, yeah, I'm getting it, right? I just paid the gas. Da, da, da. You wait a couple hours. Wah, wah, transaction failed. It doesn't matter. You're a board API club owner. You're a fucking billionaire. You don't give a fuck, right? I'm just playing. No, but anyway, like literally. So this literally happened to people. So they lost money, lost a fuck ton of money. Pocket change for board API club owners. But they lost money, right? And so I think, again, it's good that Yuga Labs refunded most or all of the money that was lost in this called gas wars, this little NFT wars. So they did, Yuga Labs did try to go and reimburse as many people as possible. Not too sure exactly where they're at with that. But again, so then Yuga Labs goes out and puts a statement, right? Saying, hey, by the way, it was ETH's fault. Basically didn't take the blame for shit. They're saying like, hey, uh, yeah, ETH, that blockchain was... <laughs> Let's go, let's go fucking, uh, let's go get pissed off at Ethereum, right? The Ethereum blockchain. So basically, Yuga Labs is trying to make their own side chain or, or saying that they're going to make their own blockchain or something like that. And everyone's just kind of like sitting back like, well, why? Like, there's not really even necessary at all. Like, it, it right? Like, there's nothing wrong with Ethereum, right? Just because it was an overload at one certain point. And again, like this Coinbase engineer said, shit was just, it was a waste, right? Like, it was just a, it just, again, cost more ETH. And just took up more block space than was necessary, right? So again, Yuga Labs trying to blame Ethereum blockchain. No, we're not having that Ethereum. Um, <laughs> uh, so so basically, I, that's just kind of like something that's been going on. It's been kind of like Board API Club's pissed at Yuga Labs, da da da. Right, all this shit's been going down. Uh, me, I'm over here just like watching. Like I don't give a fuck. Couldn't afford any of it anyway, so I don't give a shit, right? Um, but again, even if I had a billion dollars and that gas fee hit me three thousand, you think I'd you think I would have done it? Fuck, no, I would not have done it. I understand the people that did do it. But I'm just saying, for me personally, like, even if I had the money, I probably would have saw that gas fee at 3000 and been like, the f- what? I would have thought some shit was going wrong or something, right? Um, 
so I, I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy. So we got that going on, right? And then recently, of course, Coinbase NFT launched, right? Thought this platform. I again, me, I thought, oh shit, Coinbase NFTs coming out finally. Shit's about to go to the mainstream, baby. Launch date. It said Coinbase had not reached seven hundred users. Maybe by this time, hopefully by the time of this recording, they reached seven hundred users. But holy shit. That is so low. Like, again, the inaugural week Coinbase NFT launched, those roughly 900 transactions. So this is super interesting because, again, even me, I thought, no, for sure. When Coinbase NFT launches, this shit's going. This shit's going. Like, it's going to be a whole new, like, mass adoption, right? All these fucking users, it's going to be insane. So this shit launches. I just... I barely even like maybe like I think it was like three or four days ago Coinbase NFT actually sent me the email so that I can go ahead and join Coinbase NFT because again it was like a beta mode and and only like a certain amount of people could join at a time and blah blah blah, whatever so I didn't get the initial invite but I got this second invite and I just wasn't I didn't even give I didn't care at all I didn't sign up or I didn't go and follow all three and go look at the platform I just I had already seen this platform. I had already seen a bunch of different screenshots and screenshots and screen recordings of this platform and what it looked like and yeah, I can just be honest and say that like I will probably just stick to OpenSea and I think a lot more people will. It's just it's just the one. Again, it's just out of the premium, right? I think again in my opinion, of course, the premium blockchains, it's Ethereum all day. No ifs ands or buts. But again, for the premium NFT marketplace, it's just OpenSea. It's OpenSea all day. Um, again, I do like other NFT marketplaces, but I think for the the main one for, again, especially mass adoption, it's OpenSea all day. It's just so easy to use, so easy to look at, so easy to navigate. It's just everything about it was just, it's just perfect for me. So again, I don't know, how, who knows, after this, I might go on Coinbase NFT and, and screw around and just, you know, but like, I just don't care and I'm not excited personally, personally. I'm not trying to like pump it down for anybody else, but again, I'm just personally not that excited for it, like... I already saw it. It's just, it's just like, no, like, I don't care that you can comment and shit on someone else's NFT on this one. That's supposed to be like a social media. Like, I don't know. I just really love OpenSea, the layout of everything. Or again, maybe I'm just super used to OpenSea, right? So that's another thing. Like, like I know I'm going to go on Coinbase NFT, but I don't know. I'm just super, just really just still stoked about OpenSea. I like what they do. I like how they're still just, again, hiring more people to get all these customer service shit, more technical aspects and, and the little details, right? You can now see how many people viewed your NFT on OpenSea. Uh, so that's super cool as well. Um, I don't know, just, just little things like that, again, and then, and then OpenSea uh, integrating Solana, right? So that's another thing. Um, I don't know, I just I just really think that Coin, uh, OpenSea will be the um, NFT marketplace. and But again, who really knows right how do we know someone else doesn't come out and try to blindside the you know blindside open c um i I don't know i just think long-term open c will still be the one right it'll be the instagram the facebook the right um so i don't know that that was just my personal opinion i want to come on here and and just say like yeah like i don't know coinbase nft not that excited about it anymore um who knows what type of demand they try to bring to this platform um it, it will be super interesting to see though um Let's talk about ENS now. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. I, again, made episodes like 
earlier early in april about ens going crazy i thought it was going crazy again it's not right at this second it is still even compared to my last episode that was six days ago it's still going fucking insane like fucking nuts the floor price on a three digit ens the floor price for a three digit ens not Three letter, three digits, 512.eth, 216.eth, 323.eth. The floor price, let me just, let me just double make sure. <laughs> yes, that is, that's fucking insane. 14 ETH for a three digit ENS. So again, you could have just registered a three digit ENS for, it was kind of quite expensive, right? A three digit Ethereum name service or three letter is upwards depending on gas right up there at like eight hundred nine hundred dollars right now you can't buy a single one a single three digit for under 14 eth so the next thing of course what about four digit right because if you want to register a four digit or a four letter ethereum name service it goes up towards 200 ish dollars right depending on the gas of uh, the cost of gas at the time right so even if you have a four digit, right? 5261.eth, 4293.eth, right? The floor price for that is going to cost you 2.19 ETH at this very moment. So that is fucking insane. That's that's nuts. And if you go on Twitter or if you're active in Twitter, you'll you'll see that. Like you all you'll see is just fucking numbers. Just Da 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 eth, whatever, right? Four digit dot eth. So another thing to think about, but I have my own take on it, is that a board ape yacht club, let's just say board ape yacht club twenty seven eighty two, right? That's his number for his his ape, right? Ape number twenty seven eighty two. So a lot of these guys are buying their ape number. So I have an NF Toker. I think mine. I have like mine's six seven seven five right so i can go and try to buy six seven seven five dot eth or whatever right it's gonna run me a bag right now but again these guys are trying to have the matching numbers with their apes or it's like right it's like their flex or whatever so then you got the guys that are just buying the numbers and thinking that like it's as equivalent as like an ape or like you own this ape's number or it's not at all i i understand where like you might have a little bit of of leeway right for owning somebody else's number i guess right um but again just with Ethereum name service in general, there's multiple use cases besides flexing this number with your ape, obviously, right? Um, just having, again, a three, people still weren't understanding, okay, well, who cares about a three-digit or a four-digit? Like, people care because, first of all, there's only a certain amount of time, there's only a certain amount of combinations that you can flip digits with, right? Same with four four-digit numbers, right? There's only a certain amount of combinations that you can do. So it gives it like a... a it's scarcity, right? There's only a certain amount that there will ever be of the that amount of digits, right? So, and again, numbers are just timeless, right? Numbers are timeless. Somebody might have a certain number that they love or, or a certain 268, that's my favorite number because da-da-da, whatever, right? Whatever number might mean something to this guy and not might not mean shit to the next guy, right? It's always one of those things. But again, of course, just... And I actually ran this lesson. I was trying to send um, a NFT to my friend Mo. And I was like, he sent me his public address. Again, public address, long ass string of letters and numbers, like, right, just random shit. And I was like very hesitant to, when I was sending him the NFT, I felt so like, I was low-key scared, 
Honestly, I felt like, oh, shit. So I was like, because I thought that he had named his wallet .eth because he has he owns multiple .eth names. So I was like, dude, like you didn't name your wallet. And he was like, oh, shit, like it's this. Right. So I was like, oh, OK. So I typed it in. Right. It was like aerodyne.eth or whatever. That was just one of the names that he has. So I typed it in. It was like seven letters, six letters versus types in there. Even copy and pasting someone's public address is scary. <laughs> like literally, you never know if you actually add an L or a P or a two or a three. You actually touch the keyboard one, you're done. You send it to the address, it's gone forever, right? You actually press, you you think you're just copy and pasting the address. You actually kick the back button on one of the arrows or you just, again, it's a touch screen, right? You actually just press a button or one, again, one little screw up, it's gone forever. It's done. And you think it's good, but it's not, right? So again, that was where firsthand I was like, oh shit, yeah. No, I, I told him literally like, no, I don't want to send it to your public address. Even though he copy and pasted it to me, still, I, I just still didn't want to do that. I still was just like, no, just send me um, just send me your, your .eth name and that's where I'll send it from. So that's exactly literally what I did. I just sent it to his .eth name and that was, it was just perfect, right? Like I wasn't like all anxious, like, oh shit, is this going to get lost forever? Um, so yeah, I, that has just been going like parabolic of course and if i got to keep on talking about it i will it it just literally still is going absolutely insane like just hasn't it's been on on, like the biggest bull run so like it's i'm not just trying to like bring this up to like it's just it really is still on a bull run if you go and check and i think again like let's back it up a little bit when we're talking about the metaverse and just all this stuff in general like let's back all the way up let's go really super super macro i think again Web3 is still super early and it's we're we're seeing it, right? It, there's still so much like so many fuck ups you could say going on right now. So many different little things that aren't going all the way, right? And like the thing is like it's it's super early. Like how could you expect everything to run super smoothly? It's just not the way. So again, even Yuga Labs like you can't even blame them. Like they're still doing this, even if they've got all the people in the world, all the resources, all whatever. You think they have all the knowledge? No. Like this shit is still early. This shit is still going. Like we can't blame nobody for anything. Shit happens, right? Shit happens. They try their best to try to correct it and and uh, say something going forward, right? Like, hey, we're gonna do this or whatever, right? So again, it's just it's still super early, and there's gonna be hiccups. There's gonna keep. There's gonna continue to be hiccups. It's gonna keep on, right? It's still in baby mode. Right, still in baby mode. It hasn't even learned how to walk yet. Right, think about it like a baby. We're still just crawling. Right, Web three. Web three. I started saying it like a baby. Web three is still just crawling right now. Right, like we're not. We haven't even tried to start walking or tried to start running yet. Right, that's later down the road. And when people hear later down the road, they think twenty years. Nope, two, three, four, five. That's right around the corner. That's just right around the corner. Six months. Right. There's gonna be a new innovation. A new something a new use case a new whatever right so i think for mass adoption at this point right now it's not there at all yet right it's not there at all have we had certain bull runs that made it seem like oh shit it might be right there yes will we still have those yes will we still have the dry moments of course of course um so this is just kind of some of the things that i've been seeing and i'm just like yeah like it's still going to be a thing right it's all a thing but it it's having a slow moment, right? Some some things might be having more of a slow moment than others, but it's still all happening and it's still moving forward. 
even though it, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's going super fast right now. Everything is moving forward. People are just innovating right now. People are head down innovating. Honestly, that that's just really what I what I think right now. Um, creating, innovating, just preparing basically. Um, so it, it's just all super exciting stuff. Um, I, I know I'm super excited for it. Uh, the use cases again in business are are still slow, very slowly popping up, but. I'm just still looking like oh shit like that's that's crazy yep I see that that will be happening I'm I'm interested I'm interested to see how this business does this or again whatever right um so yeah that is the end of today's episode hope everyone is enjoying their week if you want to reach me on Twitter it's t h e e j a r r o d if you want to reach me on Instagram it's future of nft all together on Instagram. And if you want to leave a voice message, the link is in the show notes. Hope everybody is enjoying their week. Hope everyone is still learning. Hope everyone is still creating and building and trying to see how they're going to finesse their project, side hustle, whatever they do, right? Into the NFT world, metaverse, Web3, all of it, right? There's, I guarantee there's something for you. Uh, So again, time to tap into your creative side and get to work. I will see you on the next one. Peace.